0: Today's episode is brought to you by Bloody Buddy. Yep, that's right. We're going to talk about menstrual cups. Have you ever tried a menstrual cup? Well, I have. I'm here to say that I have. And I love it. I love my Bloody Buddy cup. The Bloody Buddy cup is a reusable menstrual cup that uses the highest grade of medical silicone. It's easy to insert, easy to remove, and completely comfortable. Although there have been a few pregnancies in between, I've been using the Bloody Buddy cup for about like three years now, and it has given me period freedom. It's changed my life completely. And you might be thinking, Mary, that sounds like super dramatic. That sounds like you're exaggerating. No, it is completely life-changing to have your period, and not be thinking about it. It's completely life-changing to have your period and not have to run to the bathroom every three hours to change a pad or a tampon. Unlike pads and tampons, you have to change once every three to four hours. You can keep your bloody buddy in for up to 12 hours. So not only will you be saving yourself so much time by not excusing yourself all day to go change your pad or your tampon and so much money by not having to run to the store every month to go grab whatever you need, you'll also be doing the environment a serious solid by cutting down on all that waste because your bloody buddy can be used for 10 freaking years, 10 years. And if you've tried other cups in the past and had some issues with them, well, have no fear. The bloody buddy cup is different. I promise you it is perfect for beginners as well as seasoned menstrual cup users. What makes a Bloody Buddy cup different from all the other cups on the market is it's easy to open design. It has patent pending wavy grips at the bottom, a pincher bulb at the bottom of the cup to help you with, you know, easy removal when it comes time to change your cup out. And of course, it comes in a bunch of super cute colors, which is, you know, very important, very important for a menstrual cup. So go to bloodybuddycup.com, use our size guide, pick out a cute color for your cup and enjoy the period freedom. And you can use our code WannaChat for 10% off of your purchase. Again, that's code WannaChat. 10% off of your purchase at Bloodybuddycup.com. All right, now enjoy the show. Hello everybody and welcome to today's episode of the Addis Wanna Chat Podcast. I'm Mary and I am here today with Alex Arnt. Again, he's a hard get. He's a hard man to uh to, you know, schedule. But we did it. We did it, guys. Um so Alex, hello. Thank you for making time. Hello for everybody.
1: Us. <laughs> yeah, welcome. Welcome to the podcast.
0: Oh, I love that you're now speaking like a co-host. Yeah. Like, welcome to my podcast.
1: Yeah, welcome to my podcast, Taking Over.
0: Um, I mean, technically, since we are married, this is half yours. (laughs) Yeah. Much like our children and everything else we own. Yeah. Congrats. Congrats on uh, having half of a podcast anyway. (laughs) Everybody, Alex is here tonight. It is um close to midnight, and we are just going to keep it short and sweet, but there's, you know, some things that we need to talk about. A lot of stuff happened this last weekend, um, so I think we can just hop into it. Alex, what would you rather talk about first? Super Bowl halftime shows, and I guess the Super Bowl in general, if you feel so inclined, or Kanye West. Super Bowl. Okay. Um, overall, how did you feel about the game in general?
1: I mean, it was a good game. I was disappointed in the result.
0: I don't know why. I've never heard you talk about Cincinnati.
1: There's the underdog. Or Ohio. I was cheering for the underdog.
0: Okay, but the Rams are also somewhat of an underdog.
1: No, the Rams are a loaded team.
0: They hadn't won since the 90s, right?
1: Something like that, but their team is, I thought it was almost unfair. They.
0: I don't think it's that unfair team. if the other team made it to the Super Bowl. It aren't they on unfair. the East Coast?
1: Cincinnati? No.
0: Not East Coast, but like that side of the country?
1: Midwest?
0: East of the Mississippi?
1: Yes, they are East of the Mississippi.
0: So aren't they playing teams? I, like, I don't know how the sport works, but... I would imagine that they're playing prestigious teams, such as, like, the one that Tom Brady plays for, because they're also East.
1: Hmm. Buccaneers?
0: Did they ever have to play the Buccaneers?
1: Um, I don't think they actually did. I I didn't pay close enough attention. But they either... Did they have to
0: play the Mahomes team? They
1: beat, yeah, they beat Mahomes.
0: Okay, so then that guy's good. He was good when I had him on my fantasy team. Yeah, so, but
1: I feel like the Rams just have the Rams just have too many good players.
0: I think it's not fair. I think if one team made it to the Super Bowl, then it's a pretty even match matchup. <laughs> and also, if I do recall, wasn't the game close?
1: It was yeah, very close.
0: So I don't but really I still think wanted that... the underdog. Okay, but I think crying injustice and saying that it was unfair is uh, you know, not, not accurate to okay, the situation. Fine. How did you feel about the halftime show? The
1: halftime show, I feel like most any other year I would be weirded out. But I feel like since it was in LA, I felt like it was appropriate.
0: Okay, walk me through that whole process. So you'd be weirded out I don't, for what reason? It just wouldn't
1: seem like a, their typical halftime show artists. I don't know. Don't you say they usually pick pop people?
0: Yes, when they're doing this, seemed more definitely when, more when they're selecting a good pop. when it's a good halftime show, then yes, it's the it's a pop star. Yeah. I was nervous for this one, although like I like all those people individually, and I knew it was going to be a a good show. The Super Bowl halftime show is something that I'm very passionate about. It's like one of those like niche topics that I know too much about. <laughs> There's I I haven't told you about this yet, but that um that burger place in town that does like trivia nights. Tomorrow night they're doing a trivia night about Super Bowl halftime shows. Oh wow! And if you go, and if you're the winner, then you get half off your bill. Should we go? I'm supposed yeah, to go see can, a movie with my go, friend. Tomorrow. We gotta hit that up. Yeah. Should we bring the kids? <laughs> Do we bring the kids to a trivia <laughs> yeah. night?
1: Yeah, I feel like that would not.
0: We'll get fifty percent off of our bill. That would
1: be not ideal. <laughs>
0: But if I win,
1: <laughs> sounds like a great date night.
0: It's a Wednesday night. We don't go on dates on Wednesday exactly. nights. Exactly,
1: which makes it.
0: But we could win. I think. I think oh, this yeah. is a topic I, I that have I'm no, good I have at.
1: no doubt in you.
0: We have to get a couple friends.
1: I feel like you would dominate. Like
0: a double date, but like not. We have to find a couple that wouldn't be. I don't want to say intimidated. Annoyed is probably more of the right word. Because I know that I'm no fun to do trivia with because I, like, know it all. Know it all. <laughs> no, Know it all <laughs> on niche topics. No, yes. I, yeah. Alex and I do have a theory that if they ever did, like, Couples Jeopardy, we would 100% dis- we would be the Ken Jennings of <laughs> of Couples Jeopardy. Couple, we both know a lot of things about a lot of niche things. And together, we would form one mega brain. Anyway, the Super Bowl halftime show was very good. It was very good. I I feel like maybe lackluster isn't the right word. It was amazing. But I feel like it didn't have the same social impact that halftime shows normally have. Like, there's normally, like, a couple solid memeable moments. And, like, I know that that's what they were trying to do with the Mary J. Blige thing, and then, like, with 50 Cent being upside down, but really, like, there were no big viral moments. It was just, like, overall good. Great. It was great. It was overall great.
1: Yeah, I think it was pretty good overall. I would rate it. I think they did pretty well.
0: What What would you rate pretty it?
1: Pretty good job.
0: You would rate oh, it pretty good
1: six job. Six out of ten.
0: Oh, come Isn't on. Isn't that good? Seven? I, I would give it, like, a nine out of ten.
1: Oh, wow. I mean,
0: there were like some sound issues, and I recognize that it's hard to, you know, produce quality audio. As an audio producer myself, <laughs> yeah. I, I understand that it's hard to, to produce audio in a stadium like that, but it was good. Um,
1: and then, yeah, congrats on your viral video. Oh my goodness, shut up. Is no. that considered viral?
0: I don't know, but now I feel awkward for even don't bringing don't it up. Feel- but. I will say, so I made like a TikTok over the weekend about why Taylor Swift can't um, be in the Super Bowl halftime show, because I feel like that question comes up like every year. She was even like a low grade trending topic on Twitter this weekend from people saying like, why hasn't Taylor Swift done the Super Bowl halftime show yet? Um, And I made a video explaining why. And if you don't know, it's because she is a Coca-Cola sponsor spokesperson. She hasn't done anything with them. Like with Coke, specifically Diet Coke is like what her thing was. She hasn't done anything with them since like the 1989 era. I guess they were like kind of on the reputation tour where they like were handing out swag and stuff. But for the most part, she hasn't done anything with them really since 1989. Probably for reasons related to the summer of 2016, I would imagine. Um, but... She has a contract with them and the halftime show is the Pepsi halftime show. So she can't do the halftime show because it's sponsored by Pepsi. Um, But anyway, but I made that video like explaining why. And apparently a lot of people had the same question. But I realized this weekend that a lot of people really don't know like how the Super Bowl halftime show works. Because the thing that people are always surprised by is the fact that, like, these artists, like, they're not getting paid to be on the Super Bowl halftime show. They're losing money. Well, it's complicated. They have to pay for, like, the production of their show. They don't get paid. They're paying to put on that halftime show. Like, when, um, it's called last year when The weekend, which that was a weird choice for a performer, but it was an off year, whatever. The weekend, like he paid for like all those extra dancers and the extra set pieces and everything, but they're doing it with the promise that it will generate more money because like their streams go way up, their album sales go way up, etc. So like at the end of the day, they do end up making some money. Like they get the return on their investment. And of course, like, it's just like a prestigious, amazing thing to do, you know? But people didn't really realize that, and I feel like the majority of the comments that that video have gotten are just, like, trolls being like, hopefully Taylor Swift never does it, or, like, the NFL isn't her audience, they would never choose her. I'm like, do you think Katy Perry is the (laughs) NFL's audience? Like, no, like, the Super Bowl halftime show is at its best when it has pop stars. Every year when they don't pick a pop star, this year is the exception. It's a flop. It's not great. And I mean, like when I say pop stars, I mean pop divas and mega performers who will give us like everything that we want, you know, like when, um, like, I mean, if we just go back through Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, Beyonce, Madonna, like I'm not even a big Madonna fan, but I watch her halftime show all the time just because it's like, it's so inspiring to me. But then every year, when they don't do it, like when they're like, let's get Maroon 5 to, to I play. They
1: some variety. Come they need on. some variety. It's stale.
0: But we need, like, there's so many components that need to happen to make it, like, a good entertaining show. Because I think that the reason why this one was, like, a little lackluster was just because it didn't have, like, the huge like the, the huge production that the good ones normally have. Like they did have like some dancing and stuff, but they kept them confined to this like weird yeah, house stage.
1: Beatles, yeah.
0: Yeah. Like where I wish it just would have been one big stage, have them go up, have all the fans around them. And we want fireworks and people flying and, and stuff like that. There needed to be like a little bit more production. I think that's what was missing from this one. But I'm mainly just glad like every day that we get past um, the Super Bowl halftime show from Sunday is it just gets better and better because I'm getting so tired of seeing that same meme that everybody keeps sharing where it's just like getting old is realizing that now they're picking artists from your generation and all the kids will think that it's like oldies music or something. Um, I'm misphrasing the meme, but I swear I've seen it 14 million times. Let me (laughs) pull it up so I can, so I can quote it. Everybody born between 1985 and 1995 saw the Super Bowl halftime show lineup and was like, sweet, instead of doing an old, a show for old people like the Rolling Stones or Paul McCartney or the Who, they did one for us young people. And then 10 seconds later, it hit us. I think I've seen every single influencer, um, or like millennial, thought person post either that direct meme or like some variation of it and I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with the memes, Alex. (laughs) No more memes. No more memes. (laughs) No more memes. No more lame memes. Anyway. It was uh it was a good halftime show. And it was a good game even if Alex was so disappointed that his beloved Bruins or what was the team called? Bengals. The Bengals. Even if his beloved Bengals <laughs> lost, even though they were the, <sighs> the underdog story that underdogs.
1: Alex... Gotta always pull for the underdogs. A-
0: Alex aren't outspoken advocate for the underdogs. Alex aren't. before we move on... I'm trying to think. Is there anything else I need to talk about? I don't think so. Um, before we move on, I asked you to... Per- to come up with a quick Alex Arndt moment. Last time you told us about a meteor that almost hit the earth. And today you're going to tell us about... Ba-ba-da-da.
1: All right, big news coming out south of the border. Spicy. The U.S. is no longer importing avocados from Mexico.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. Wait, I did hear something about this on TikTok. Oh, good. Tell us about the implications on this. uh, What's it called? An embargo? When they don't let imports come back in?
1: I think you're right.
0: I'm always right.
1: (laughs) But yeah, I guess apparently there was... I mean, the uh, cartels, I guess, are involved quite a bit in avocado um, harvesting and... I guess they've crossed the line this time and Mm. threatened a U.S. agricultural inspector. And so this has caused the U.S. to raise the stakes and stop the imports to maybe force Mexico to...
0: Do you know the percentage of avocados that we get from Mexico versus America?
1: I think I read... That the U.S. produces 50% of our avocados. Yeah. And then 90% of that additional 50% is from Mexico.
0: Hmm. I just looked it up. Your statistics are wrong, Alex. Are you embarrassed? I mean, not that wrong. But Mexico supplies 45% of the international international. avocado. mm. I mean, there's a ton of avocados in Temecula. They could just... Find some. <laughs> anyway,
1: but yeah, who knows? Avocado prices could rise. Um, I'm sure the Mexican farmers are not happy about this, hmm. and hopefully the cartels are not happy either. Yeah.
0: I wish no happiness on they drug cartels. Not, yes. That is true. <laughs> um, do they say how long they estimate?
1: No, I didn't read about how long this could last or what the end game could be. But
0: how much of the article did you read?
1: I'd say 70 percent.
0: that that's a good that's a good amount to comprehend the situation. Yeah. But I think.
1: Yeah, I hope this doesn't interfere with my.
0: I feel like avocados Cafe Rio, avocado. Avocados are not that big of a part of your life.
1: <laughs> they are not, but they could be if I wanted them to be.
0: I mean, anything could be a big part of your life <laughs> if you <want. laughs> you prioritize what matters. I
1: don't mind the avocados. They can be I don't painful.
0: like avocados, so I.
1: Th- They're good. It's cool.
0: If anything, hard to turn
1: away a good guacamole.
0: I'm sorry about like the people that will be affected by this, and you know through their job and stuff, but. If there's one silver lining, it'll mean that, like, health bloggers will stop putting avocado in stuff that's supposed to taste like chocolate. Do you ever see that? Nope. I feel like it's a thing where people will be like, oh, we could take this avocado and put, like, a little bit of cocoa powder in it and then, like, make it into a brownie. And it's, like, jokes on them because, like, it's still, like, super carb-heavy and stuff, but they think because they're putting a vegetable in it. It's... Hmm. It's, like... It's like when those people were making nice cream instead of ice cream where they were just like freezing a banana and then putting like a bunch of chocolate syrup in it. But they're like, but, but it doesn't have cream. It's a nice cream. It's yeah. a frozen banana and it tastes just like ice cream. But like they put like a fourth <laughs> cup of chocolate syrup in it. Yeah. So like yeah. negated the any health benefits that the banana provides. Yeah. But You're think- just nodding. You have no idea what it's <laughs> I don't no, even know what I'm talking I about did, at this point.
1: But I think avocado actually does go well with sweet things, so maybe. Name me also...
0: one avocado dessert you've ever had.
1: I have had many avocado shakes. When on my mission. Okay. Yes, Brazil. It's very popular. All right. See, I... They also eat avocado with milk and sugar, which is delicious. But yeah, it's surprisingly. Well, pair it with sugar.
0: Hmm. Well, apparently didn't leave that much of an impact on you because I've never seen you. They, they don't eat it.
1: I mean, it's good. I mean, I've, it would have um, if it's good, would it would have made it to America. <laughs> like...
0: If it's like a delicacy, it would have.
1: It's good though, but you. I think they do have different avocados though.
0: Different avocados. Maybe this,
1: Flavor is slightly different. I don't know.
0: Like Monsanto hasn't been down there yet, genetically modifying their. Uh, I don't know. Haas avocados. I will say a big part of my decision to not go on a mission for our church was the fact that I'm such a picky eater, and the idea of like me getting sent to like, I don't know, Thailand or something Mom, totally. like I would truly starve to death, which is horrible for me. Huh. It's not a great like personality trait. But like I was thinking like okay, this is going to go one of two ways. I'm going to get sent to a place where I'm going to starve. Or I'm going to get sent to Iowa. Because I was thinking I'm like I'm going to have to put down on my mission application that I'm allergic to citrus. And then they're going to be like, "Oh, an allergy." Because like you know how they said like gluten-free people like oh, you have celiac, you're going to stay in America. Sorry. I, I think that's the that. thing. Like I think but, if you I have mean, a medical if you have a medical issue, I think that they try to We're talking yeah. about the Mormon Church. If you have a, a the LDS Church. Alex is still making the face. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you say that you have a medical condition, I think that they try to keep you in the US. So if you needed medical care, that's easier for them to facilitate, you know.
1: Yeah, I think you're right.
0: So I felt like if I put down that I was allergic to citrus, I would be sent to Boise, Idaho. So I didn't go on one at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, screw it. I, I won't be going. Also, I'd be the worst missionary of all time. Anyway, let's talk about Kanye West. For that reason, let's talk about Kanye West. Um, Al, how closely have you been following all of this uh, madness?
1: Not closely.
0: I... Let me just say that... Um, it's really
1: boring to me.
0: I definitely don't think it's boring. <laughs> a quick recap.
1: I mean, he hasn't come out with a music in a while, has he?
0: He's coming out with a new album in a week.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, maybe once he comes out with some tunes.
0: What's your favorite Kanye West song?
1: <gasps> There's that one. You're going to say in the, the, the one that they play heartless is that what it's called yeah yeah
0: okay it took me a second i thought for sure you'd say the one that they play at your football games power
1: oh power yeah that one's fine. Which like
0: that's definitely not how that song should be remembered like oh yeah the one that they play at byu football games <laughs> what what is that one called oh yeah power um anyway a brief overview of uh, of Kanye West's happenings over the weekend. So, lots of Instagram posts. He's decided to start calling Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson and Kardashian are dating. You know this. Yes. Okay. He decided to start nicknaming Pete Davidson Skeet Davidson, which is not a nice term. Um, but he has been... Posting constantly about Kim and Kanye and or Kim and Pete and how he wants his family to be back together. Now he wants Win Kim back. He's been posting a bunch of fan edits of Pete Davidson. I'm showing you one right now wow. of um of Kanye as Venom and uh is that guy Carnage?
1: Yeah.
0: And Pete Davidson as Carnage. Um let me, let me find some other ones just for you real quick. Uh, he photoshopped them onto the face of a vendor, Civil War. Wow. Pretty um, epic. Yeah, pretty epic is uh, something, I guess. Let me riff for a second while I find this one.
1: Hmm. Pete Davidson. Wasn't he in that movie that we just watched?
0: Oh, yeah. We just watched a movie called I Want You Back, and it was very good. Okay, yeah. This is the picture that he posted. Kanye's over here. Pete Davidson's over here. Second in Kanye's lineup on Kanye's (laughs) side, he has Drake. Drake,
1: Are they friends?
0: Notoriously, no, because he accused Drake of sleeping with Kim or wanting Kim or something like that. That drama happened years ago and I can't remember. Then right behind Drake was his current girlfriend, Julia Fox. They are now broken up. And then we have Travis Scott back there, which, like, you don't really want him on your team right now. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> He's like Green Lantern.
0: Yeah. And then I must confess that I am unfamiliar with the man in the back. Oh. I, I think I know who it is, but I do not want to say. Because um, I might be wrong. But um, then on the other side, we have Pete Davidson with Kim Kardashian behind him, which.
1: Tristan Thompson?
0: Is no, that what that is? no, Alex. That's Kid Cudi. Oh. So he put Kim Kardashian on Pete's side, where, which that's weird because everything that he keeps saying is that Kim is on his side, so weird placement. I mean, he didn't make this. He definitely <laughs> got this like from Reddit or something. <laughs> I don't think that he has like a cut paste pro app on his uh. Never know. On his phone. So Come then. So then he put Billie Eilish over there. Billie Eilish, over the last week... Billie
1: Eilish? Did she, he call her that or something?
0: I don't think that was him. I think no. that was somebody else. Okay. Billie Eilish, at her concert, saw somebody having, like, some kind of an asthma attack. So she stopped her performing and said, Hey, let's get this person some medical attention. Let's do this the right way or something. Never said, like... F you, Travis Scott, or whatever. Like, it was just like, oh, hey, somebody's hurt. Let's stop and get them attention. Whatever. Kanye, one of his first rants of the week, was saying, Billie Eilish needs to apologize to Travis Scott. How dare she? I'm going to not perform at Coachella Fest until, unless Billie Eilish apologizes. And Billie Eilish is like, I didn't even call Travis Scott by name. I'm not apologizing. Like, you're crazy. So then Kid Cudi is on here because Kid Cudi is friends with Pete Davidson, but was on Kanye's album, but then he cut him out of the album. And then back here is Taylor Swift, a human being that we have not heard from for months. Red came out and then she peaced out. She does not care about us. Um. Anyway. There were lots and lots and lots of posts. Varying in degree of gross stalkery behavior.
1: Slash insanity. Well, yeah.
0: So there's definitely like a lot of mental illness at play here. It's not, nothing great is happening. And it's very sad to see it play out. He's posting his texts with Kim. He posted like a text from Pete saying like, Hey, I respect you. I'm like, not going to go around your kids until, you know, we all agree that that's the right thing to happen, whatever. He brought his kids to the Super Bowl. The kids looked miserable. He's publishing his text between him and Kim. Kim saying like, you need to stop this. Like Pete's going to get like threatened with violence or something. And Kanye was like, okay, I'll hit him myself. Nobody hit him. I'll, I'm going to punch him myself. He like drove a truck over to Kim's house full of roses and like I forget the words on the truck but like they both started with a K which is like a Kardashian reference. Long story short it's not great. None of it's great and I think what's extra crummy that nobody's really talking about is his album does come out in a week and I'm not a huge like publicity stunt person. Like there's good PR and bad PR. And of course, like no one's really just like shooting it from the hip or whatever. But normally when people cry publicity stunt and especially like in situations like these, I'm like, oh, come on. But I think that not enough people are talking about the fact that his album does come out in a week and it's, um, it's really sucky that Kim is being dragged into this thing that's probably somewhat self-promotional for kanye but is extremely traumatizing for her and for her children and for pete davidson who by the way just seems like such a good guy i feel like every single time i don't think i know anything negative about pete davidson Mm -hmm. i don't i don't don't think i do and i just saw that he sent um valentine's flowers to chloe kardashian because like she's had a public breakup and everything so he like he sent them her like some flowers just to be like nice, like a nice like brother-in-law figure. It's very sweet. Hmm. Isn't that a nice gesture?
1: That is a nice gesture. Yes.
0: Yes. Anyway, it it sucks that his little publicity, whatever he's doing, is 100% for his benefit and 100 negative percent to Kim and her children and their children's benefit. It all sucks. It makes me sad. But it turns out we learned today that Julia Fox and Kanye West have broken up, it seems, um, or they've ended their whatever situation that they had going on. Um, Right before recording started, I decided to show Alex the Uncut Gems uh, Julia Fox soundbite. If you haven't heard it, it is something to behold. Um, Just go on Spotify's TikTok and look up uh, Julia Julia Fox's uh, commentary about her being a muse to uh, to Kanye. Actually, I will play it right now. One one second, Alex riff. <laughs> I showed Alex some pictures of Julia Fox, and he was uh, flabbergasted. Yeah, I that know. makes it sound like you were floored by her beauty. She's very okay. beautiful.
1: I did not know who she was.
0: Here's the clip in question. Let's see if this works.
1: Would you, because everyone's like, would you consider yourself
0: Ye's muse?
1: Yeah, a little. Maybe. What is a muse? I mean, I was Josh Safdie's muse when he wrote Uncut Jazz. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, things like right. that. Like, I, I think people make it seem a little more dramatic than it is. Like Totally. I'm not, you know what I mean? It's not like Van Gogh, like, type of, like, yes. he, he just, he wants to dress me right now. Yes. Like, yes. It's, I think that's kind of what it is.
0: Anyway, Alex just had to step out to go help a child that needs help at 1230 a.m. Anyway, that's a clip that's been going around about, um, from Julia Fox. And of course, I mean, it is hilarious to hear her say uncut jams, you know, but also making fun of somebody's vocal fry, you know, sucks. But maybe that's because I'm sensitive to that. Because when I first started podcasting in 2017, one of my first comments ever on iTunes was, Wow, her vocal fry is insufferable. Um, so, mm, you know, maybe maybe I'm always sensitive to that. But people keep just showing that clip where it's like, "Am I Kanye's muse?" Yeah, I mean, I was uh Josh Safdie's muse when he wrote Uncut Gems, you know. And then it ends there, and it makes her sound like very vapid. But when you listen to the rest of the clip, she is kind of explaining it in the right way. She's and it's more self um, self-aware than that little tiny clip makes it sound. Because she does go on to say, like, it's not like a Van Gogh thing. Like, he just wants to dress me right now. Like, whatever. I mean, it's still a ridiculous notion, but it's not that incriminating, you know? Anyway, it seems as though Julia Fox and Kanye West have broken up. Like, she was walking through the airport and like answering paparazzi questions and stuff and she's like he's we're still very close friends and I just wish him the best like it seems very uh like paid actory, but whatever whatever wish them the best and when I say I wish them the best I mean I wish for Julia Fox to go find happiness and I wish for Kanye West to get his router unplugged and for somebody to steal his phone charger you know I don't need or want any more of this content Anyway, I think that's about it. It's late at night. Sorry for this crap episode, but I hope that you had fun on the journey. Um, We will be back next week with a couple of different movie reviews. I have plans to see a bunch of different things this week, so it should be good. I just saw the movie I Want You Back. We mentioned it a little bit earlier, but I Want You Back is on Amazon Prime. It's a really fun, like, cute rom-com. I just started inventing Anna, which, by the way, guys, I look like Anna Delvey. I posted a picture of her on my Instagram story and I immediately got a bunch of messages that said, oh my gosh, I thought this was you. And then on the next slide, I said, guys, I think I look like her. And then the next messages everybody was sending me was like, yes, I totally thought that, whatever. Anyway, it's not a great thing, but it is a thing that I feel like I must uh, acknowledge. I do look like Anna Delvey a little bit, I guess. But anyway, I'm not loving the Netflix show, not really loving it yet. But uh, we'll see. I'll give it a couple more episodes. But I feel like the Netflix show for Inventing Anna is focusing on the wrong story. Like, I just don't really care about the journal. Like, I mean, I, I'm i sure the journalist is a great girl, but I do not really care about her. I care about the crimes. Like, when we're talking about Anna Delvey, I want to know about the the crime, the fraud, her life, like, her adventures, everything. But, like, the investigative journalism around it i do not um uh, didn't really have that many questions about you know i'm also watching this movie on amazon prime called the book of love which um had like a really cool premise i'm halfway through it so far and i'm not super in love with it but my goal is to like watch a couple things every week that like not a lot of people have heard of so then maybe i could like recommend them on my instagram like to to new eyes you know How selfless of me. What a hero I am, you know? Anyway, I'm watching this movie right now called The Book of Love. And it has, like, a cute premise. It's, like, this guy from England. He's a writer and author. And he writes this romance book. Like, a very, like, clean, like, classic love story. And it's, like, a complete flop. Like, nobody wants to buy it. It's doing really poorly. But then his, like, publisher... They hired somebody to translate it into Spanish in Mexico and it like shoots up to the top of their bestseller list and it's like a huge hit in Mexico and they're, they sent him down there so he could like do some press, but what he wasn't aware of and what nobody else was aware of was that like the woman added, like she made it into like an erotic novel or whatever. Anyway, and he doesn't know that and he's like doing all this press and stuff and he doesn't know that he, people think that he wrote this like crazy book and whatever. And then like him and the translator, they're falling in love, whatever. The premise was like really cute, but so far I think I have like 30 minutes left left of it and I'm not super in love with it yet. But the premise is cute enough to, uh, I keep saying it's cute. The premise is like unique enough to keep me stringing along. Um, also I'm continuing my quest every week I'm watching Euphoria and every week I'm saying I'm going to stop watching Euphoria, but yet I return I don't know where they're going with it anymore, guys. I do not know where they're going with the show anymore. I kind of wish that it was kind of like a two seasons and done type of thing. Especially, I mean, if they're all supposed to be aging out of high school and they're all like my age, like they're at least 25 every cast member is. So I don't know. Long story short, watching a lot of stuff, watching a lot of stuff watching a lot of TikToks, watching a lot of memes about Kanye West and Julia Fox. And, uh, I think that's where I'm going to end it. So thank you for tuning into today's very haphazard, thrown together, weird, um, episode of the, I just want to chat podcast. I'm Mary, and you can find us on Instagram at, at I just want to chat podcast. Find us on TikTok at, at I just want to chat podcast. Join our Facebook group at, I just want to chat podcast. And, um, you know, the Oscars are coming up and we do a Oscars, uh, contest every year. So make sure to join the Facebook group for that because it's a good time and you can normally win some money if you get all your predictions right for the Oscars. So join our Facebook group to search out us want chat. The group will pop up. I'll let you in. It'll be so much fun. Um, and also use my code want chat for 10% off of your purchase at Bloodybuddy.com, bloodybuddycup.com. Um, and enjoy the period freedom. It's it's real great. Had my period last week. Used the cup. Didn't even think about it. It was a real, it was a real treat. You don't know how great it is until you start using the cup and you figure it out, and you start reaping the benefits of that period freedom, baby. Anyway, on that note, now that I publicly publicly proclaimed uh, that I was perioding menstruating or whatever. I'm going to end it. All right, bye.